Hi, and welcome to the Inside Scoop, Advantage College Planning's podcast. I'm Lindsay Ringenbach, and joining me today are my colleagues, Jamie Pack and Gina Wilner. And our topic today is navigating the Common App activity list. So we're gonna talk all about how to approach the activity list in the Common Application, what things to consider as you're guiding students through the activity list. And if you're a student, how to really tackle this from the beginning all the way to the end. So let's dive in right away. Jamie, um, I wanna start with you because I know that you just had several meetings today with students on working through their activity list. So how do you get started? What are some of the first things that you do? Yeah, so the first step that I have students do when we start working on the activity list is I have them create a list of all of the things that they have done outside of the classroom in their high school years. So we do just focus on high school. So if they did something really cool in middle school, that is, that is awesome. But the Common App is focusing just on you know, ninth through 12th grade. But I have them just list everything out. What have they been doing outside of the classroom? And they, I don't want students to think at this point, is it worthy of going on the college application? Is it big enough? Is it, is it important enough? At this point, I just want them to collect a list of everything that they've done. How are they spending their time when they're not sitting at a desk in the classroom? And we'll decide later, you know, what goes on that final list. Yeah. When students are creating that list, I want them to think not just school things. So sometimes students think, all right, if this isn't something that happens that's sponsored by the school, it doesn't go on the list. Or if it's not in the school year, it doesn't go on the list. So don't forget about summer activities and don't forget about things that are happening in other parts of your life that's not just school. So those non-traditional activities or informal activities even, like hobbies or family responsibilities or time spent with friends. Um, so even on the Common App, when they do the activity list, they'll have to sort them into categories. So I'll have students look through that category list. So things like athletics, or is it an art-related club or a political club? And to see if that jogs anything, if that makes them think of, oh yeah, I did this thing that's related to that. The, the point is not to, to check all of those boxes, to have something in all of those categories, but just see if it, it brings anything to mind. And then once students have that list, I tell them to share that list with their parents, just to see if anything is missing. Um, especially right now, because we are coming out of a, a time with the pandemic where, where things may have been on pause for the last year, year and a half. Things, clubs at school may not be meeting or things they've done for two summers may not have happened last summer. And so students may have forgotten, oh, I've been, I did this thing then, but I'm not doing it so much now. So it may not have made it on the list. So it, it can be helpful just to have another set of eyes on that list. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And Gina, I know that you and I have talked about this before um, and thinking about activities. And uh, Jamie, I love the way that you start with just this huge list of everything that a student does outside of the classroom. So Gina, how, like, kind of why and how, what is the philosophy behind including certain activities on a list versus not including other activities? How do you make those judgment calls? Yeah, so 
I really think of the activity list as one of the areas on the application where students can show the college admissions officers who they are. Because on the activities list, the student is showing how he or she is choosing to spend their time outside of the school day. And so the activity list reflects what the students are doing with that time. So at first, I like to, I like how Jamie kind of did everything in there, including not just school things, hobbies, hanging out with friends. I like to have my students do a similar thing where they're just listing literally everything that they do. Any activity they've done since the summer after eighth grade is fair game. And then we hone it down a bit to really focus on, okay, what is most important to you or what activities are really a strong reflection of who you are and what you value and, you know, experiences that you've had that you've grown from, or you've learned from things that are meaningful to you. And so then this way, if a student has, because on the common app activity list, the maximum number of activities is 10. Now, again, you don't have to feel the need to fill every single one of those 10 activities, but if a student happened to have more than 10 after that first round of brainstorming, that's when then we would start to pare down and focus on the activities that have been the most meaningful. So perhaps a student in freshman year, you know, had one year where they volunteered with one specific club at school. It was kind of a one-off activity. They didn't really get all that involved with it, and they're no longer involved in that club then that isn't really the very strong indication of who the student is. Whereas maybe the student has been, has become more deeply involved with her athletics team or um, with volunteering in her community. So then we would spend a little bit more time focusing on the activities that actually have been meaningful to the student. Show this colleges who you are by showing them what's important to you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I love this idea too of um, telling a story, having the activity list reflect what's most important to a student so that there are certain themes that come out of that. So I think that is, yeah, exactly right. So Jamie, how do we keep this all organized? So if there's 10 spots on the activity list, how, how is the best way for a student to order them or rank them? Yeah, so sorting that list is, I get a lot of questions about that because how do you decide what order to put those in? It can be really tempting for students to try to play, play the guessing game and think, all right, what's going to impress the college the most and put that towards the top of the activity list. But again, we really challenge students to think about what is most important to them and what is reflecting their story the most because that's typically where a student is most involved. It's where their description is gonna be most reflective of who they are. We're gonna get a fuller picture of who that student is. So I have students rank their list in order of what is most important to them. If they could only do one activity, what would that activity be? And then if they could only do two activities, what would the second activity be and so on? And rank it that way versus what they think is going to impress somebody else based on what is most important to them. Another thing that I will have students do sometimes, especially if it's a student who is what I call well lopsided, where they go really deep into one area, is we will group similar themes together. Um, so like this morning I had a meeting with a swimmer and so she is on two swim teams and she coaches a swim team and she gives swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. So we grouped her swim lessons 
together into you know sections. Actually, it wasn't even her number one thing because there was something that was more important to her. Um, so two, three, four, and five were all swimming related. So rather than spacing them out when someone is scanning that list, because the reader is reading their, their activity list pretty quickly, we grouped those together just so we can see, oh, this student is really involved in this one area. This must be very important to them rather than it being scattered throughout that activity list. Yeah, that makes sense. So then becomes the tricky part of, okay, we have all this great information. We've done a lot, all of our brainstorming. We've got our story laid out in our common app activity list. And now the activity list gives us some limitations, right? So there's only the ability to describe the activity in 150 characters. Oftentimes when I say that to students, they think I'm saying 150 words and they're like, oh, no worries, I got that. You know, I can easily condense this information into 150 words, but it's 150 characters. So do you know, what are some of your tips that you have for students in how to really describe that activity in such limited space? Yes, I find that this for students is the hardest part for that exact reason. It, it's so brief and students who maybe are really active on Twitter have a little bit of a leg up over the rest of us on here. They're used to those character limitations. Um, but the, the first thing that I have students do is don't worry about the limitations. Let's just talk about what this activity means to you. What, what, how would you describe your role in this activity? And then really focus in on the words that the student naturally uses. So it, again, it's in the student's voice. It sounds like the student. Um, but then we really need to parse it down. And, and one thing that I see a lot of students do at first is they'll waste or use up those characters really quickly talking about things that are very common to that specific activity or something that the reader might already know about the club. So for example, if the student's involved in key club, um, you know, the student might say in, in the description, key club is a volunteer based club at my high school. That's a whole lot of characters. And we didn't tell the college anything that they don't already know about key club likely. And also more importantly, we didn't tell the college anything about you. So and the most important thing with condensing the information is focusing in on what the student themselves did with the club. Was there a specific or activity? Was there a specific piece that you contributed or what, you know, what is something that you as the student did that other people didn't do? Um, and, and sometimes that might be, you know, maybe if you're on the soccer team, you're focusing less on going to practice playing in games and doing warmups with the team, because if you're on the soccer team, chances are you're doing all those things, right? But maybe you're focusing on, you led the fundraising group to get new jerseys and raised X amount of money, um, you know, for the team. Maybe that was your big value add. So the admissions officer reading your activity list sees that you're on the high school varsity soccer team, great. They already have an idea in their head of what you're doing. But that piece about, oh, and he or she also did this fundraising, that shows a different level, a different type of involvement. That's more unique to you. So that's one thing to do to really condense it down is think about anything that anybody else could write about this same activity. Let's not waste our characters and include that. 
The other thing is this is not a section where you're using complete sentences. So we're using common abbreviations here. You don't need to type out the number three, T-H-R-E-E, -E, right? That's too many characters. You could just use the actual digit for three. Um, there is, there's different things that you can do to be creative so that you're not wasting characters on complete sentences. And then also we don't need to repeat information. So within the activity section, students are listing the title of the activity. They have a certain number of characters there and then your role in the activity and then the description. So if you're a little bit creative and specific in what you're listing for the activity title and your role, then again, you don't have to waste more characters in the description repeating that same information. So the, the main thing is, is that you want it to sound like you, but you also want the information to be unique and succinct. And don't worry, this is the one place, all those essays you have to write, but this is the one place where you're not writing complete sentences on your application and it's absolutely okay. Yeah, I love that. That's such great advice. Uh, I had a student that we were working on her activity list last week and she wanted to use the word love and we, she said, well, you know what? I can abbreviate it just using the number three and the, uh, I can't even remember what sign it was, but she figured out how to make the greater a little, letter, greater yeah. than or less than sign. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> made a little heart and it was perfect. And it saved us, you know, three really valuable characters that could be used elsewhere. Um, but she kind of pushed back and said, well, wait a minute. I'm not sure that this is okay. I said, yeah, this is more than okay. This shows your personality. It saves us space and it's unique. I've never, and I've worked with hundreds of students and I've never had a student use that symbol for love before in their activity list. So that was pretty cool. So as we wrap up this podcast, Jamie, I'd love for you to share just some of your overall tips on the activity list. Yes. So overall tips. The first overall tip I have for students is the activity list is going to ask you to calculate the weeks spent per year and the hours spent per week for each activity. And I tell students that early on because I, I think it's one of the hardest parts of the entire college application. Um, it's definitely to me the most tedious part to try and figure out how many hours you spent on an activity in your freshman year of high school. So I tell students, get that out of the way early. Even when you're deciding what goes on the list before you've done the descriptions, go ahead and do those hours per week and the weeks per year. Ask mom and dad for help because maybe mom remembers how long lacrosse season was in 10th grade. And go ahead and take care of that. That can also be a really good gut check for deciding whether or not something makes the list. So maybe you are in Key Club or you are in DECA and you want that to be on the list because you think that's gonna sound really impressive to the college. But when you start calculating how much time you've actually put into that versus how much time you have put into baking because you're really passionate about baking and that's one of your favorite hobbies, you see that you're not really spending a lot of time on the club you think is going to impress the college versus you're spending so much time on this personal passion project. And when you're trying to decide which makes the final spot I have left on the activity list, that can sometimes be a really good indicator of what is more valuable to you, what is more important to you. The second tip I would have would be for those well lopsided students. So for students who go really deep into one thing, this is often 
a sport or an art or theater or something like that. And there's a couple of different strategies those students can take because usually they're involved in one sort of overarching activity that takes up a lot of time in a lot of different ways. So for those students, they can split up their activity into multiple activity spots if they have room. So for example, that swimmer I mentioned earlier, she has four spots on her activity list that are all swimming related, but they're all different. Mm -hmm. One is her school swim team. One is a different swim team she's on. One is a job, but they're all related to swimming. Um, I have a volleyball player. She's very similar. She plays in different leagues. Plus she has her own skills training and the summer camps that she does and the individual coaching that she does. So they can be split up into different activity spots. The same can be said for students who do things on their own, but also do it as part of an organized activity. So artists or performers or musicians, if you're an art club at school or you're taking an art class at school, but you still do a lot of art on your own and that's something that you are spending a lot of time on and really passionate about, that can still go on your activity list. The personal art that you're doing can go on the activity list as well as art club. At the same time, you can do the exact opposite. And if you have a lot of different activities, but you also wanna put other things on your activity list. So if you have a lot that are related to one thing, you can group similar activities together. So for example, I work with a lot of dancers and my dancers do a lot of summer intensive. So they've got their studio training time, but every summer they may be doing three or four really competitive really prestigious summer programs and they could fill their entire activity list just with summer programs but they're doing other things during the school year and they're doing other non-dance related things as well so we may combine all of that into one listing on the activity list that's summer intensives and then use a different section of the application maybe the additional information section if it's necessary to go into more detail about all right here's what that means here's what that student has done in a more expanded version um, so students can can get a little bit strategic with how they are grouping some of their activity spots together yeah i love that awesome well thank you so much both of you for the words of wisdom and this awesome advice I look forward to helping our next group of students through this Common App uh, process. And um, we wish you all the best. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.